Hi, this is Miriam Galdelli here for episode three of Concussion Junction. So today we have a parent with us. He has a daughter who plays sports and has possibly suffered concussions in the past. So I'd like to learn more from him about what goes through a parent's mind before sending their kids off to play contact sports, hockey, rugby, football. So I'd like to welcome Dave to Concussion Junction. How are you feeling today? I'm fine, yourself? Thank you, I'm doing very well. So tell me a little bit about your daughter. How old is she now? She's uh, 16, soon to be 17. Oh, wow. And how long has she been playing contact sports? Since about uh, the age of five. Since about the age of five. Yeah. What sports did she start with? Uh, she started with uh, ringette and soccer and now plays hockey, double letter midget, as well as rugby at school, a municipal team, and for the Quebec provincial team. Oh, wow. Okay. And did she start with rugby and soccer from the time she was five or? No, uh, she started soccer when she was five. Rugby has been in the last uh, three, four years. Okay, excellent. And to your knowledge, has she ever suffered a concussion? Yes, she has. She's had two. Okay, do you want to tell me a little bit about those concussions? What she felt? What sports? How old she was? Sure. Uh, the first one was uh, between the ages of uh, 5 and 10, 11, because it was during ringette. Mm -hmm. And the other one was, uh, she was about 12, 13 during uh, hockey tryouts. And, and what <clears throat> made, was it a doctor who diagnosed the concussions? Uh, the first one, no, she was, neither of them were uh, diagnosed by a, a doctor. Okay. Uh, they were, one of them was detected by the coach, and the other one was, during tryouts, was the person responsible for the well-being of the kids. Okay. Uh, so like a therapist, a therapist with the team yeah, or the, something the like that. The therapist during tryouts, okay. the arena therapist. When, uh, when you send your daughter to, to these sports, do you ever check to see if the team has a therapist or if they have somebody there handy to take care of any injuries? Um, in hockey, they don't really have a therapist. Okay. Uh, they have people that are associated with. If you have a problem, you go see them. Mm -hmm. uh, but there is no therapist that's uh, linked to the team as a whole. In rugby, they have a cornucopia of uh, people on the sidelines. Interesting, because I think in, in the same league, the boys' teams for hockey have therapists. And do you wish that your daughter's team would also have one? Well, yeah, of course, because we all want what's best for our kids and, you know, quick diagnosis and quick uh, taking care of a situation is always more important than letting it drag on. Okay. And so what, what symptoms did your daughter have when she suffered her concussions that brought you to... To have her checked out or? Well, she was uh, <clears throat> dizzy, uh, couldn't concentrate on looking at something, headache, you know, a little nauseous, a little weak in the legs. Okay. And what had you done for rehabilitation when she suffered them? Um, well, we did what we were told, which was basically make sure she doesn't get overexcited, overstimulated, keep the athletic um, activities down to a minimum. Uh, keep an eye on her. That was basically it back then. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're talking mm -hmm. about her second concussion being only four or five years ago. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, 
Um, they, the professionals that were working with your daughter hadn't suggested the concussion rehab protocols that existed back then. It was just rest? Or? It was just rest. Uh, you know, back then the, the concussion protocols weren't as they were now. There wasn't so much light shone on them. Like when, as when people like Sidney Crosby had a concussion and all of a sudden it became a topic and then the NFL concussions mm -hmm. and suicides became a big discussion so okay does she suffer from any <clears throat> long-term effects from her concussions like have you noticed if there's been uh, maybe changes in eyesight due to the concussions or headaches or well like I'll unfortunately wouldn't be able to say as a whole because well, she wears glasses number one mm -hmm. number two um, as for the headaches, well, in schools nowadays, there's a whole bunch of electronics and whiteboards, and some kids get headaches from that. Mm -hmm. Plus, all the electronics that they use nowadays, does that cause a problem as well with somebody who's had a concussion? Unfortunately, I don't know. So you touched on, on Sidney Crosby, mm -hmm. the NFL, the NHL. Do you think it has an effect on on the youth or the kids today seeing these these athletes get injured, possibly suffered concussions where they're they're very obviously shaking on their on their feet or on their skates and you know they just get a pat on the back and sent back onto the ice or onto the field? Well, yeah, it's uh, it's a concern. The kids are concerned, as are the parents, obviously, because we we see what's happening. Um, <clears throat> once again, comes down to proper education of both kids, well, of kids, of the coaches, and of course, the parents. Okay. Do you, do you wish that when you watch these professional sports, like if the athlete looks like he or she has suffered a concussion, that they would just get them off the field and, oh, and do a proper absolutely, absolutely. But nowadays, you know, uh, if the coach has, or the player has any idea that, or thought that he has a concussion, uh, especially at the professional level there, they, off they go, so. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned the two concussions that your daughter suffered. Um, we've all read reports about athletes who tend to hide their injuries, they hide their pain just so that they can continue playing, and this is at any level because they're very driven people. Do you sometimes wonder if she suffered other concussions that were maybe not diagnosed or detected? Yes, of course. Um, I actually talked with her and touched this subject, and she goes, yeah, I'm sure I've had maybe a couple that weren't detected or weren't <clears throat> important enough, quote-unquote, uh, to warrant sidelining and so forth. Um, that being said... Unfortunately, the kids want to play to keep their places on the team. Mm -hmm. The coaches want the kids to play because they're, I don't know, they want the best for the team. Some parents see their kids as professional athletes in the future. Everybody's got skin in the game, and the most important skin that's in the game is the kid. Yeah. And the kid mm -hmm. should come first, but, you know, not all parents are looking at their kids as if they're going to go play professional sports, and not all coaches are living vicariously through their team to win, win, win. But there are some. And so what do you think, you mentioned before that, you know, your daughter said she might not have had concussions that were important enough to mention. Like, do you have an idea of what would make 
a head injury important enough to mention or important enough to rehabilitate? Well, once again, that comes to the individual. Mm -hmm. um, if they feel they've severely gotten their bell rung, then they should seek treatment. <coughs> so going on, on if they think they've had their, their bell rung enough, I think that brings us a little bit about education. As a parent, did you ever receive any education from the sports associations about concussions, what to look for, signs and symptoms? I mean, your daughter does play contact sports. Agreed. Um, yes and no, mm -hmm. in the sense that I'm sure on the websites they've got, but these are the signs of a concussion. Mm -hmm. um, but every year we have team meetings okay. at the beginning of the year where somebody such as yourself, it would actually be beneficial to the parents, the team, and the players mm -hmm. for you to speak in front of them all and educate them. Have you experienced going to a team <clears throat> meeting where there was somebody there to educate? Yeah, no. No? Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, on the rugby side of things... They have a lot more athletic therapists and so forth okay. that are always on the sideline. So if anything happens, at least you got more resource people than you do in the hockey, the girls' hockey. Okay. I don't know how it goes in the boys' hockey, but in the girls' hockey, slim to none. Is it something you would like to see more of, parent education, whether it be at school teams, like um, city teams, provincial teams? Oh, absolutely. Uh Education is key in this situation. Um, I think that everybody that plays, like, let's say at the school level, everybody, somebody like yourself, once again, should go in and talk to <clears throat> all the kids that play on team sports um, just to, you know, inform them, educate them. That way they can keep an eye on each other. Mm -hmm. uh, at the municipal level, you know, like the local hockey teams and whatnot, absolutely. That way, you know, some parents are more observant than others of what's going on. And yeah. they can go, hey, your kid just got their melon, you know, bounced around. And you might want to take a look at that. So there's a lot of teams that have coaches, <clears throat> assistant coaches. They have team managers. Mm -hmm. Do you think that those people who are, quote unquote, staples, I mean, they're there every game, every practice. Do you think those people should get special training for concussions? They should. Uh, will they use it? I don't know, mm -hmm. because usually they're in the heat of the action and so forth, and yeah. they're more concerned at you know what's going on, let's say on the ice or on the field or on the soccer field or whatever sport it is, the action that's going on. Other than little Billy just got his bell rung. Okay. Okay, fair enough. And what about athletes? I mean, we, we tend to talk a lot about athletes who are very driven, who will want to achieve their goals at all costs. Um, what do you think should be really the message to these teenagers? Because the more we move forward, the more we see that there are long-term consequences to concussions, especially when we've suffered more than one. It actually changes the physiology in your brain. Like, What, what do you think should be taught to these young people about concussions? Well, in this day and age uh, of everybody being touchy-feely and stuff, it's a lot more accepting, you know, to say, I have a problem. I 
got a concussion. I Last game, I got my bell rung, and I've had headaches ever since. Uh, it's a lot more important to, you know, speak out and say it than to sit in quiet and just suck it up and keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that we should be honest with these kids and really tell them what the possible side effects of a concussion are? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's important for them to see the, the results if they decide not to say something. Okay. Because the results could be catastrophic. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking, you know, there are certain professional hockey players who are retired who are living through hell with headaches and mood mm-hmm. swings and this and that. There's a slew of football players that have taken their own lives, mm-hmm. uh, even hockey players. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. concussions, it's not a good thing. It's, uh, it's a very dangerous thing. And do you mm-hmm. think it should maybe be a requirement to these teams to do some education with them? Do you think it should come from the medical professionals? Do you think it should come from the schools? Like, Who do you think this education should really come from? Well, the the education should come from all areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, let's say you play at the school level. Well, you know, you got to get, let's say, tested at the beginning of the year. You know, just like you get a medical waiver to play on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you should get a, you know, concussion detection or whatever it would be. And same goes with, let's say, your local recreational league of mm-hmm. hockey, football, soccer, whatever to also get uh, testing done at the beginning of the season. Just like you, they give you a paper asking you medical conditions, this and that, well, they should be testing for that because it happens quickly. Blink of an eye and... Getting some baselines, getting some tests done sure, to, yeah. to better rehab. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and has your, to your knowledge, has your daughter ever been baseline tested in case she suffers another concussion? I... Uh, I think she did okay. once mm-hmm. for rugby at the school level. So there's been a lot of reports mm-hmm. of of athletes fudging their their baseline results, like purposely doing worse, purposely forgetting words or letters or or whatever, answering the questions wrong, um, underperforming. Do you think your daughter would be the type to do something like that, or? Um, I'd hope not. Uh, we all we all hope the best out of our kids. Um, I've always, and her mother also, have always tried to teach her to, you know, state problems when they're there. Okay. Okay. But competition being what it is, and as parents, uh, some parents are more competitive-driven with other parents mm-hmm. than certain other parents that just are like, well, just go out and have fun. And Interesting. <clears throat> okay. So Cause there's competition between the parents about their kids. My kid, oh, wow. my kid made this team, your kid didn't. And it's just like, okay, great enough. Do you think that that competition between the parents can sometimes make the kids ignore some of their symptoms or ignore what they might be feeling to push a little harder? Oh, absolutely. Like the expression goes, poop rolls downhill. (laughs) So if a parent thinks a certain way, then obviously their kid is going to be in that mindset also. 
Have you ever had a, a discussion about concussions with your daughter, like about the dangers or how to detect? Or oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've talked to her about it, seeing as I've had concussions. So, you know, it's important to talk about these things and mm-hmm. inform her. And like a parent, you know, telling your kid to pick up their room or whatever, you always bring it back here and there. You know, just to refresh their memories. Okay, interesting. And and this is something that we tend to talk a lot about sports and and teams and, and things like that. What about gym class? Like, what type of sports does she play in gym? Do you know if uh, her gym teachers are, are well? Well, that's another thing. They, they touch on many sports, um, whether it be soccer, volleyball, this, that, whatever. They try to stay away from the contact sport. Okay. But... A soccer ball sometimes goes where it wants to go, and it could go right into somebody's head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the little things that people don't think about. Oh, soccer, yeah, great. You know, it's non-contact. There's a lot of contact in soccer. Mm, that's and true. number two is if they're heading the ball, well, a soccer ball is a pretty hard ball, so... Well, we tend to we tend to discuss concussions a lot in relation to contact sports. I mean... Um, here in the clinic where we rehabilitate um, concussions quite a bit, half of our clients this year, especially towards the end of summer, were actually cycling accidents yeah. that we received. Um, and most of them were actually hit by cars, yeah. uh, cyclists being hit by cars. So, you know, it's not only on the field or with our sports teams that we need to be careful. We also need to be very conscientious on, on the road. Be careful of the the people around us. Does your daughter ride her bike quite a bit, or not really? So so. You so, said so. she's sixteen. Yeah. Soon to be seventeen. Yep. Yeah, so she'll be getting her license soon. Yep. Okay, so she'll have to watch out for. Yep, the and that'll be riding the bike. <laughs> 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 but my, my one of my concussions was from cycling. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And how did you suffer your concussions, Dave? Uh, one of them was a bike accident when I hit a kid. Uh, okay. He came out of a parking lot and wasn't looking where he was going and just right in front of me and I just fell over and cradled him and smacked my melon. Okay. Uh, the rest of them were from uh, skateboarding. So. Okay. Oh, you were quite the skateboarder then? Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still want to get on those skateboards sometimes? or? Absolutely. Absolutely? Okay. Absolutely. Well, you'll have to be careful for your, your head. You want to make sure you don't get a concussion. Helmets and wrist protectors. That's true. Well, thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate you taking the time to come out and talk to me about having a child who plays contact sports and and some of the concerns you might have about concussions. My pleasure. So this was episode three of Concussion Junction. We'll be having some episodes where I will answer your questions because people do tend to call or write me with questions about concussions, how to detect them, what to do for rehabilitation. So you can email any questions you have to concussion.junction.pod at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to answer them, to get back to you if you want me to email you back any, any information, any new research that's coming out. I'll be more than happy to work with you. So remember to really watch out for the signs of a concussion. Make sure that everyone around you is safe and if you have a child who's playing sports especially if it's contact sports and you feel like the coaching staff or possibly the therapist with the team isn't well informed on concussions then you can go on parachute canada 
this is something that you can go no matter where you are in the world, even if you're from somewhere else other than Canada, and they have quite a few guidelines on there. If not, again, you can always email us at concussion.junction.pod at gmail.com, and we can send you some information that you can give to the teams. If you are local, we can come and visit your team and, and give some education seminars on concussions. If you aren't local, we can always set up some Skype meetings to help um, really educate the people around the sports that your kids are playing because our goal at the end of the day is really to keep our kids safe because the kids are the future. So this was your third episode of Concussion Junction. Have a great day, everyone.